Hello. Before the episode begins and before I introduce myself and the rest of the crew, I want to take a second to tell you that uh, this is part one of two parts of the first episode of Table Talk, and I thank you very much for checking us out. I hope that you enjoy, and um, the podcast itself is a video-based podcast, so if you want to see uh, what we're looking at and what we're discussing in detail, there should be a link somewhere around here that you can use to go to our YouTube channel where everything has started. Um, and it won't be until about episode four that we actually acknowledge you guys in the video proper as this is being made currently when uh, episode three uh, is the latest episode. So yeah, thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoy and welcome to Table Talk. Well, uh, also just letting you guys know, I'm getting weird like little internet like texts. So oh, you guys will like robot out for like five seconds. And then oh we'll come God! Back on. Oh yeah, no. Occasionally I'll get one of those every now and again. So hopefully that stops. Okay. Well, uh, hi. <laughs> Another it. open. Wait. <laughs> shit, dude. You know what Episode we ought to do? Oh no. You can record shit, right? Oh god, uh, I can record like up to three minutes of a time of like if a game is going using a okay, video. Okay, because yeah, I was just yeah, gonna yeah. say that way we can have two people recording audio no. just in case. Yeah, no, I got it. I got it now. It's it seems to be stable. Like it's just recording. I don't know what that was. That was very strange. If I click so away, we're now. yeah, we're that we're sucks. good now. We're good yeah. now. All right. Okay. Well, hey everybody. <laughs> It's gonna be weird doing an intro again yeah, after we just did one, but unfortunately, um, my OBS was being a bit of an asshole, so that's a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hey, uh, I'm I'm Alejo, aka Gray, aka Graydon, aka Graydon95. <laughs> um, and come I... on, man, where where's the passion? Where's the <laughs> where's the soul? No. You're right. You're right. You're you're fair, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I uh, I decided Starting since my brain, flaccid. yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> so sorry about that. I decided that um, since my brain couldn't stop thinking about D and D and tabletop stuff in general, really, and thinking about the system and how it uh, it infuriates me every now and again, um, that I would start a podcast thing that also has a video element to it, and uh, and I d took these two on with me because um i forced them to by my own hand yes so yeah Help uh, us, we are we are his captives it's true they're stuck in my computer like i am um Ooh. so so yeah uh for prior experience i've been playing and dming oh goodness playing for six or seven years maybe and dming for more than that not more than that. Sorry, less than that. Uh, like three years, four years, maybe. I don't know. On and off. Um, but yeah, and I do things like this where I need to talk a lot, and so I drag people into it. Now, <laughs> now I'm gonna bring it over to uh to my good friend Aiden, aka Sneaky Adolf. Hello. Um. My name's Aiden, a.k.a. Sneaky Adolf. 
Uh, but really, call me whatever you want. That's kind of how I got stuck with the sneaky Adolf moniker to begin with. Um, I've been playing D&D uh, ever since Alejo also started, so about uh, four, five-ish years. Um, I've been DMing for about two and a half. Uh, just about two and a half exactly, actually. I've only DMed the one campaign, but we're still going strong. Um, I'm a nerd for Elder Scrolls, uh, fantasy in general, um, video games in general, um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to getting on this podcast and spewing my opinions into the ever, uh, open abyss of the internet. Which so all I... of our opinions are right, to be fair. They're yes. mm -hmm. all correct. Yes, so. they are. This is yes. These three people will have one solid opinion at all times, and mm -hmm. it is the right one. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's true. It's true. So, so let's go. It's not an opinion. It's fact. It's true. It's true. Let's mm -hmm. uh, yes. <laughs> let's bring it over to Boo. Yes, I'm Boo, also known as Daniel, but my friends call me uh, I don't know. My friends call me fuckstick and asshole. Probably that's true. That's true. Every day. <laughs> yeah. Um. I've been DMing and playing for a little bit less time than uh, Aiden and Alejo. I DMed one game with my brother and some of his friends, but due to life stuff, they, they moved away. And so that, that game had to come to an end. Uh, and since then, I attempted to uh, DM a Call of Cthulhu game, and unfortunately, one player dropped out. And at that point, it it just kind of fell mm -hmm. apart. Not not because the campaign was bad, just just circumstances. And when uh, the campaign, when the DM says not because the campaign was bad, <laughs> it was it was good. It was good. It was good. It was a very know, good I, campaign. Here's boo. The thing. I legitimately miss it. Yes, yeah, me too. No, here's the thing. This is going to sound weird. You guys all really liked it, and when I look back at that, God, that campaign was shit. And I'm like, <laughs> when, I'm, when I think about this new campaign. Oh, this is real good now. I'm actually go. coming up with some good shit. So, like, if you liked that bad campaign, oh boy. Anyway, good. so <laughs> playing for I've played and DM'd less. However, I own uh, many books, many PDFs, mm. and uh, I have opinions about things, about how things should and shouldn't be done. They're not always right, but I feel like it might make for it makes for good characters, good flexible dms and interesting stories so yeah yeah and so that's our main purpose is to like have like the like the subtitle says discussion and discourse well hey wow <laughs> by the way check and see if it's still recording uh it is it is okay good i've been i've been looking at it this whole time uh, going okay Are you fucking <laughs> you better be recording it is okay. so thankfully yes. um but yeah we had a we had a better opening but unfortunately that's lost the time um, but yeah, uh, so on the docket today, mm -hmm. we've got the Matt Mercer effect, something that has been talked about. Oh, I don't know. Like three times, maybe, M maybe yes. like three. Yeah, yeah. 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 The purpose of this podcast is to break new ground. <laughs> yes. Talk about things that have never been talked about before. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh and we've got our finger on the pulse you're right 
And we uh, we also have uh, another video to look at that is its own thing, which just I I, I just I just can't wait for it because I don't understand what the point is. But yeah, um, or I do, but it's also like it, it just doesn't. It makes me say what every couple of seconds. So um, I, I just hope it's Mimi Q Whip, dude. That's all I need. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, so we are going to start off with the uh, Mercer effect. Uh, we started watching this video, so uh, we know like 32 seconds of it, and that's about it. So let us get back to it. Here, we'll start from the beginning again. Here we go. Okay. Today, I'm going to explain what the Mercer effect is. Most of you probably know this, so for the three people that don't, here we go. The three people is us. Yes. Mm -hmm. Clearly. That's why we're having a podcast about it. He's speaking to us. <laughs> He's speaking to me. Here, I cover a whole range of topics that fall onto the DM shoulders. Maybe so we'll come back to one of his other videos. Who knows? Subscribe. Yeah, who knows? I've seen a lot of talk recently online about the Mercer effect. A lot of jokes, a lot of memes. So I'm going to attempt to explain what this is. I'm also going to try and keep this rather brief. So who is this mysterious Matthew Mercer that <laughs> has an effect named after him? Well, as far as this is concerned, Matt Mercer is a professional voice actor, but also a professional game master with years of tabletop. Just, just for like a second, isn't it, isn't it the best timeline when you can say that someone's a professional game master? Honestly, mm. well, uh, it's weird, isn't it? But I it's also great. I, I don't know, man. Mixed. If I had to choose a timeline, it would be the one where it was, I'm a professional, sit at home, and play video games or so. Well, I mean, that uh, does Twitch also streamer. exist. Yeah. I, I know, but I mean, well, I wish that was like an application that you could fill out, and it's oh, actually okay. salaried. You know what I mean? That's oh, okay, what I okay, mean. Okay. Uh, yeah. What do you mean? Um, like, YouTube does it really well. They totally yeah. pay all of their people that make content when they're partnering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I would say it's a, a mixed timeline of good and bad, potentially because of uh, bad DMs on Roll20 who like have essentially uh, attendance fees, I guess you could say, for showing up to their D&D sessions, what? where it's like 20 bucks a session, and like not all of those DMs are necessarily good. Wait, uh, this is thing? news to me? Wait, yeah, oh, please. Oh, yes. Oh, that's absolutely a thing. You can have, uh, you can run campaigns for people and say we meet every Wednesday from like this time to this time, and people will pay you money via like Venmo or PayPal or some such, uh. and that's how some people make money is they'll run like four or five campaigns, oh, but those DMs are not necessarily good. Jesus. Yeah, dude, if you had you to can, you can make bank too, especially because it's all under. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, oh my god. On the one hand, I can understand, like, if you're running one campaign and it's bad, you're doing bad. If you're right. running five campaigns yeah. and it's bad, that's kind of just comes with the territory. It's ridiculous. I, like, well, you've given me another business opportunity, I guess, which is great. Um, But, <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah. I, I wouldn't do that. That's not... It, it just, like... <sighs> 
I understand I why, but thought into it, but I wouldn't. No, like I understand why you would do it if you're skilled enough to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. But and for in me, the process it's of doing because... that. Okay. You first. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, left and boy, right we're the first one of these. Yeah, dude. Oh, boy, I can feel all of these. Going down left or right. It's, it's going to be like this all, all right. the time. I, I will go um... first. I will go first this time. You go first. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, For me, partially, uh, the reason why I would never want to go down that route is because um, D&D for me is fun, but the second that I have to start getting paid for it is the second in my mind it becomes a job. Sure. And while D&D as a job does sound fun, that also sounds like an incredibly efficient way to suck the fun out of a campaign. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Like, and then I, yeah. my thing was that <clears throat> building campaigns and worlds is tons and tons of fun. If you've ever DM'd, you would know. And if you've never DM'd, you should totally try it. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Building worlds and monsters and characters and stories is really fun. But when you're doing five of them and maintaining five of them, you're losing something. Yeah, like, you can't put it, all of your effort into all five. Yeah, the, because... Yeah. It's that's just not feasible. If you, no. and especially if you're doing it once a week, I would under like that's way too much. I can barely build the campaigns that I have. Like once you get to a point in campaign building, like in the beginning, ideas are just flowing out over totally. and over and over again. And then once you reach, you kind of reach a wall, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then you'll like just it's like okay, I got one thing this week. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And obviously, when you're DMing and building a story, you are also allowing your characters to build stories all their own. But if, you yeah. like, if you're playing with randoms online, they might not really be good enough to do that. Yeah, they might not have the incentive yeah. uh, or drive to create their own story. It, it, it all depends, of niche. course. Because if you're, if you're just DMing for random people, you don't know them, so you can't really, like, get onto a personal level with them as much, right? Yeah. Which is fine as well, because you can get to know them over time. But it, it also just means if you're doing it for money in the beginning, you're just looking at it as, uh, I'm just going to run this These every are week. customers. They're customers. They, yeah. I just need to give them the bare minimum, and then I get paid. Exactly. Right. Yes. And fucking customer service, having to play customer service representative with <sighs> your players. That yeah. sounds awful. Is yeah, hellish. Yeah. Good lord. Kudos to the people that can do that. Because yeah. like I couldn't. No. Good lord. Yeah. For the people who do it well, I'm sure they are also probably borrowing heavy for, or heavily from like uh, add-on modules like Christian Strahd or such. Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, or perhaps create one world and have multiple campaigns going on. That's what I'm that doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then save a campaign that another group has done and then reuse that campaign for a new group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe um, that's what he did. Maybe he got like he got like two or three campaigns built. And it's like, OK, I'll just repeat these three campaigns. <laughs> regardless yeah. of quality. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, imagine now sitting as a DM for four or five hours doing that same campaign and essentially Dude, that same session insane. five times a week. Yeah. Uh, no. Fantastic for 
playtesting the quality of the campaign, though. Oh, True. yeah. Absolutely fantastic, because you get a trial run of, like, four per week. Totally. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's get let's get back to this video. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's going to happen. It's going to be great every time. Yeah, I know. All right. <laughs> Role-playing experience. These two things are very important to keep in mind. Now, Matt Mercer is the dungeon master for Critical Role, and it's definitely not a hot take to say that that show is incredible. <laughs> now, he is a great dungeon master, but because of that and the show's long reach, it brings some unrealistic expectations to players' home games. Now, this is not Critical Role's burden to bear alone. The effect is broadened due to the mountain of amazing DMs and streamers alike. The term should be the pro DM effect, but the community has attached Mercer's name to it. So the Mercer... Okay, wait, okay. Wait, oh wait, is he gonna go into the actual effects? Wait, effect hold on. Is when players hold Dungeon Masters to the standards of Critical Role. This is every encounter being displayed with beautiful set pieces, a completely fleshed out world, incredible role playing, and encounters that feel fleshed out and really part of that world. These are pillars for a home game that people naturally want. The problem comes when people want their home games to be identical mm. to the ones that they watch streamed. But are we wrong to hold ourselves to these standards? Yes and no. As with everything, it's incredibly gray. Now, yeah, I mean, not everything is incredibly gray. gray at all. But um, okay, so let's 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 break it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, so yes. Uh, Mercer Effect, named after Matt Mercer because Critical Role was the first thing that really kind of spiked, right? Everybody yeah. learned about D&D because of Critical Role. Uh, I don't know if it should be called the Pro-GM Effect because it is literally attributed to him and he's still doing it. And also, it's the household name in a way of, like, Critical yes. Role is the thing, Matt Mercer is the thing, right? Yeah. Like, and... Despite also the negative connotation that is attributed with the Matt Mercer effect, it still gets people going, oh, who's Matt Mercer? Oh, right. he does this thing called Critical Role. Oh, I'll maybe watch a show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I, I remember seeing um, in the other video that I was talking about beforehand, the, the Nerdarchy video that was the other um, option here to have the explanation, they were also saying, eh, we shouldn't really call it the Matt Mercer effect because that's more... Um, I think the 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 I don't know if it was exact the exact quote, but it's something like it it doesn't do uh, wonders for like having that negative connotation to his character. And I'm like, it's not a negative connotation. It yeah. depends on who takes it that way, right? Like, yeah, it's not a negative connotation for most people because most people look up to him and his DM style. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, when I started watching Campaign 2 because I had watched a little bit of Campaign 1, but I had forgotten most of it because I couldn't get into it because it wasn't, like, as fleshed out in the sense of, like, seeing the characters from the beginning go up, right? Mm. Um, yeah. That was, that was more of what I wanted to watch, so I didn't pay attention to 1, but I started paying attention to 2, and fucking, I was floored from the beginning. It was great. It was a mm. it was a great time to just watch and listen and see the characters develop and all that shit and like and it, it's I I know everybody likes it well I'm sure there are some people who don't as yeah. I'll show you in this a bit the internet. but um but like yes but here we respect only the right opinion exactly yes. right ours but it, sorry the the right <laughs> opinion is also another channel so let's not uh let's not <laughs> <laughs> oh really. Yeah, that's a that's a channel. They do uh 
movie things, I think. They're Um, fine. Speaking uh, speaking of channels, uh, by the way, uh, what is the channel name of this video? Because I feel if we're using... Yes, sorry. We should do that out. You are correct. I have it here. This is from the D20 Speakeasy. The guy's uh the guy's a smaller channel. He put this out on September nineteenth, I believe it was, and uh of last year. And um yeah, if you if you enjoy this guy, please go send him your love. Go fucking subscribe and say hey, good video and thank stuff. Thank you, D and D Speakeasy. Yeah, thank right? you, D twenty Speakeasy. He's not like this isn't a bad video at all. I actually watched yeah, no, through it just... a bunch. Oh but... yeah. Yeah, it's our vehicle for conversation. It. Yeah, we're just yeah. using it because he explained the effect in very uh, brief, yeah. easy to digest terms. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, let me think. What was I going on? Uh, yeah. So I I don't know. His second comment about things being not always being black and white and mostly gray for D and D. I don't know, man. I don't know about that. You mean so, specifically in relation to the Mercer effect or things in D&D? Let, let me, I just, I would like to see what he said exactly. Actually. Yeah, because I, I, it, it might yeah. be relation. Game. Uh, to be identical to the ones that they watch streamed. But are we wrong to hold ourselves to these Ah, standards? yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so okay. The, as with everything. The, he was saying, cool. should, should home games hold themselves to the standard of crit roll? And then it's like, oh, may- yes and no. No, you should not. You I, absolutely should okay, not. Okay, so I actually have a mixed opinion on that. I would say yes in the sense of if you can get mm-hmm. material and you can make, like, the set pieces and all that kind of stuff, and you, you really are passionate in doing that, totally yeah. go for it, right? Yeah. And if you if you look at this, if you look at his style and get inspired, right, and, and go, hey, man. I want to be like him. I want to do with a funny voice. Let me do with a funny voice. Like, I know I do that, and I didn't realize that I was copying some things. Like, I've the more I watch Critical Role, the more I was like, oh, I'm not original at all. Nobody <laughs> is anymore. Which is fine. Well, so, yeah. so long as you are, like, coming up with the idea independently of, like, oh, I should do a voice for this character, I should do a voice for this character. Which oh, yeah, yeah, Personally, as a DM, feels incredibly natural. Like, right. You do run into the issue, of course, with after a while, all of your old men start to sound the same. Yeah, they do. Um, and <laughs> because like, not everybody even... is not everybody's fucking little Karibo. Not everybody yeah. can do like ten thousand voices, right? And like for me, I have uh, one character in uh, the campaign I made. Uh, he's an old Nord dude by the name of uh, Similmir, mm-hmm. uh, and he works making like weapons and explosives and like experimental stuff for the Fighters Guild. Mm. And Similmir always talks it like this, and he's <laughs> constantly drunk, having a good time. Kind of that and Master really Roshi like- voice. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Master Roshi with like a little bit like more old man. Yeah. And I realized later down the road, about like a year later, uh, I made a um, a homeless character by the name of uh, either Cotton or Scratchy Sam or mm. basically whatever you wanted to call him, so long as you were giving him money for his time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had the exact same voice. Yeah. And... It's something I'm sure I've done a lot of times in my campaign and that no one has noticed. 
However, when you have a character like a lot of my players latched on to Similmir mm. as like, fuck yeah, this dude's awesome. Mm. Uh, partly because our paladin also made a point of constantly uh, using lay on hands to cure him of his poisoned status from being sure. drunk. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, I think like Archer, the cumulative hangover will literally kill me. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And they really latched on to Similmir, and because uh, they recognized it when I played Scratchy Sam, uh, it was sort of, I guess, eye-opening to me of like, oh, I really don't have too many old person voices, but I don't know how to make more. Right. And I'm not a professional voice actor like uh, Matt Mercer or, for that matter, the whole cast of Critical Role. Right, yeah. Um, and nor do I have the, the budget to allocate funds for gigantic set pieces. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's stuff like that. Yeah, and like I know it's it's only recently that I've gotten a battle mat and minis and such to like actually use, which is really fun and nice. Um, and I can never go back now, yeah. which is bad. <laughs> yeah, no battle mats remember, and minis are really I remember, fun. I remember seeing your Twitter like devolve into like mad rants about miniatures when you started getting into it. Yep. Yep. I uh yep. <laughs> I I have yet to paint all of them. I've painted one and it doesn't look great and I need to repaint it cuz it doesn't look great. But yeah. Um yeah, I I have I've gotten paints. I got all this shit. Like I'm starting to starting to get into that and it's uh it's a problem, but <laughs> but it's fun and it's good to do and if you want to do that, fucking do it, right? But like mm -hmm. You do, just don't don't go around and say, "Hey, man," to like the next DM that you play with that you've never played with before. Hey, man, why don't you have like minis and shit? And they go like, yeah. they go like, "I don't know, I can't afford that shit." And you're like, "But, but like, but like, you should have minis and shit. It really helps. Like, don't be that asshole. Maybe be the one who goes, "Hey, well, I have that. Would you like to use mine?" Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. As as a sarcastic asshole myself, if a player of mine ever asked me, hey man, why don't you use minis? I would say, are you buying? And if they <laughs> ever said, hey man, why don't you ever DM like Matt Mercer? I would say, why don't you play like Liam? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to use that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's one of those things. So, yeah. Let's see. When he said that in the video, my my initial gut reaction, I didn't actually have the same thoughts that you did, although, mm -hmm. uh, like, and now I have mixed opinions as, about it as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, if you have the budget and the time and the drive to do all that, do it because yeah. it's awesome. It makes the game, it makes the game easier to, uh, easier to feel for the players. You know what I mean? If they yeah, have a totally. mini, it's like, wow, that's me. Look at this map. Oh, that's where I am. And that's where those enemies it, it, are. Like, wow, I see the tree in front of me. I want to hide in front yeah, behind right, the tree. Yeah. And then you it can, adds a you whole can lot of depth. It easier. However, yeah. The way he worded it, I don't know if I don't know if uh I don't know if he meant it this way, but when he says, should we hold ourselves to the standard? Yeah. Yeah, you should not. No. If you can't be no. critical role, I mean okay. Let me reword that. You're not critical role. Exactly. You're never going to be critical role. You're not Matt Mercer. You're not Liam O'Brien. You're not uh, Laura Bailey. Glory mm -hmm. unto her gorgeousness. Yes. Um, 
you you're not gonna be crit roll so you don't have yeah. to try to be if you want to be like critical role yeah go for it but you're yeah. never gonna be them so yeah. you should never say oh i'm not like critical role that means i'm bad never say that ever and don't no. let anybody say that about you unless you are bad if you're bad you're bad <laughs> if you're bad you're bad yes it's yeah. true it's well, true. like get good especially yeah. too as someone who has um and i'm sure people who um hear this podcast and who also are fans of critical role mm. the venn diagram of which is probably a circle um, <laughs> <laughs> um and who are interested in dming uh i'm sure you will probably respect matt mercer for everything he does and as such you will want to um to mimic that and that's totally okay to mm -hmm. try to do your best to develop a world to come up with subplots for your individual characters and the reason why you want to do this and the reason why you think it's good is because that is part of a dm's job is to flush out their world and mm -hmm. to make interesting plot points for their characters that draw mm -hmm. them in um it's not always possible some characters don't flesh out their backstory um or for like other various gameplay reasons uh which will of course vary table to table mm -hmm. and it's one of the reasons why i say why don't you play like liam o'brien um is because if someone makes a character that they're like yeah i'm a fighter and i'm like okay where were you born tell me about your background and they're like oh i used to be a mercenary but now i'm a fighter and you're like I don't have much just, to go on, so there's not too much to draw them in. Mm -hmm. um, as someone who DMs essentially with what I've always called it as a great value brand, Matt Mercer style, mm. um, it definitely does make you uh, yourself feel like, well, why aren't I doing as good as Matt Mercer does? And that is something you will just have to recognize for yourself as you don't have Matt Mercer's resources. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You don't have a whole section of a company of which you are the CEO that is willing to make and create miniatures for you. Yeah. Uh, to come up with awesome dry ice set pieces. And like, that's okay. Um, I have a player of mine who got into D&D &D enough because of uh, our session that he bought himself a gaming table with like Whoa, folds nice. that move up and stuff like that. Granted, I'm sorry if you're listening to this dude, but you're also really irresponsible with money. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and it's been something that has honestly been a huge help. Um, but just because you are not Matt Mercer, when you um, make a campaign or if like you're just starting out, absolutely do not feel bad for starting off the gate running like Usain Bolt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, and another we, thing. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> go on. Uh, uh, okay, me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing about uh, building worlds and things, building subplots, and. Uh, another reason why you shouldn't feel bad about it is um, I don't know how I know how popular Game of Thrones is as a TV series. I don't know if the books are more or less popular. I think they're more popular. Okay, they are. Because I, I never read it or saw it. 
Um, think about think about Game of Thrones for just a minute. How long did it take each of those individual books to come out? Oh Jesus! So like, what was the? I don't know because I didn't come up with it. I always heard I've heard like legends and jokes about how long George R. R. Martin took. The last to one write still those isn't books. out. Exactly. From what I've heard, it's been sporadic. Yeah. Like, so sometimes one year, sometimes two, sometimes five. So think about this: if it takes a professional author of one of the most profitable book series of, in recent memory other than like Harry Potter takes that long to well, write be those careful. books. Don't don't say Harry Potter, you might just be gay. Oh shit, yeah, I write. JK Rowling uh, yeah. might tweet you and be JK like, "Hey, Rowling. you're gay." Yeah, damn. <laughs> and then it would be <laughs> canon. Shit. I know. Um, King, congratulations, so anyway. boo. You've JK Rowlinged us all. <laughs> <laughs> well, cut that out. Edit it out. <laughs> and not every it's, it's too late. It's been retconned. <laughs> anyway. So, so think about um think about game of thrones and how long it took each of those books to come out now imagine now now you you're not writing a book you're not writing a linear story here you're writing a story with literal literally almost infinite branching things you got to do like if they lose this fight if they win this fight if they take them prisoner if they are taken prisoner, if someone comes in to save them, mm-hmm. if blah, 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 blah. And then you have to make branching paths from that. And then that, and then that, and then that, and then that. It's so much harder than oh, writing yeah. just a linear story. And the linear story mm-hmm. is classically frowned upon in D&D. It's known as the plot railroad. Oh, mm-hmm. No one likes that. And so mm-hmm. you, as a DM, this isn't even a Mercer effect. As a DM, <laughs> you are... You are not supposed to use the plot railroad unless it's very, very either like you come up to your players and say, hey, there's going to be a plot railroad. Bear with it for just a little bit. Or, mm-hmm. hey, there's a plot railroad. I'm sorry. You have to apologize for using it. And so if this multi-million dollar author takes that long to come up with a linear story and make it good, you should not feel bad if you can't come up with a billion branching paths in your story for infinite possibilities and mm. choice in your story that you're taking like maybe a month or two months or six months to write. Like if you're a new DM and you think you should be like Matt Mercer, you're wrong. Yeah. You're yeah. Like uh, that should be. If you think you have to be Matt Mercer, you're wrong. Either way, honestly, like should and half. No, neither of those apply. Right. Like, yeah. You should be yourself and exactly. make a story. Like have mm-hmm. have fun first. Think about think about the the really tedious shit later. Have fun first. Yes, because that's what D also... is. D is a game. It's meant you're meant to have fun in it. It's a hobby, dude. It's fucking fun. Yeah, I would also say uh, to add on to your point, Boo, about um, the Game of Thrones books taking so long to come out. Mm. Um, for those of you who've never DM'd before, think of every player that you have sitting at your table as like a factorial expression. So you have like say six players at your table, and then that means uh, you've made a, a story, and that's a lot of work. Yep. But then with the fact that each different uh, character is approaching this uh, from six different players' perspectives, you have yeah. like six times five times four times three yeah. uh, amount of work because you can make a dungeon and plan all that out 
and be like, okay, there, there'll be this at floor one, uh, at floor four, there'll be an undead flesh dragon or whatever that I've statted out. And you've been waiting to throw this dungeon at them for three weeks because <laughs> the druid decided to wild shape into a sheep. And now they're in trouble with the sheep's owner uh, because they got the, sheep uh, the right druid decided that the druid decided to fuck the sheep, which yeah. has happened in my campaign. Yep. I remember that. It was really mm -hmm. funny. Remember yep. you talking about yeah, that? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Our Actually, no, the hippogriff. That's what it came, happened. A hippogriff came down yeah. and like grabbed one in each claw, and they had to rescue the druid. And he almost died, because um, when the um, hippogriff died, <clears throat> uh, it was in the air, and it dropped the two of them, and I had to calculate fall damage. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. The sheep's fucked! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the first time the druid has risked his life for a nut. <laughs> anyway. Probably not the last. Yeah. But anyway, but, you were saying. But, I think yeah, I was, was gonna say your original point. <laughs> uh, with the dungeon, you were saying about the dungeon. You yeah. never finished about. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> you um, got really sidetracked. <laughs> well, sorry. Whenever my druid like gets mentioned, I get like heated. I know. Um, you can you can plan and plan and plan and make the best laid plans. Of my... uh, but those. Those plans will inevitably go awry Absolutely. because you have six players approaching from six different perspectives, all mm -hmm. of which are looking to like tug or push at a different thing that never even occurred to you. And that's why so much of DMing is coming up with stuff on the fly mm -hmm. and then trying to find uh, a way in which those on-the-fly decisions can incorporate themselves into a greater story. Mm -hmm. Totally. Which All right, are, it's not fucking easy. No, it's not. Oh yeah, it's absolutely not. All right, so I think we've <laughs> we've gone off the rails a little bit. Let's let's recenter ourselves, see what the rest of the video is about. Yeah. And, yes. Uh, yeah. Just watch. Okay. Yeah, the rest of this video. Let's let this guy make his points. Yeah, yeah. Roll. Yeah. They could bleed over to other streamed games, but we're talking about the Mercer effect here. So Critical does this for money. It is a home game that we are allowed a window in to witness and to watch. But that doesn't take away the fact that they have an entire studio built around this production. That plus... Okay, wait. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh -huh. um, so, so yes. Critical Role is, is, is a show that is funded by, by the, the, the revenue that they get from all of this, right? Their whole thing that they built. Yes. It's not just that, though. It's also a lot of fun for them to play. They, they really enjoy it, and so do we. It is... It is a home game right that we're watching hmm. it, it don't come on man don't be so reductive about it like it's not just for money not it's not yeah they're also having fun yeah like like i'm pretty sure literally every time they talk to fans and talk about the, the game like in any interview they're like yeah we have a ton of fun they, mm -hmm. they're not just going yeah i can't wait to make all this money Right? Yeah. Like there's yeah. there's no mention of that usually. Except except for like when they did the Kickstarter that one time, right? And yeah. that was like so that they can make something yes. for people to watch so that they would have fun with it and yeah, anyway. I don't know, it's a gripe. A little gripe. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that these are all trained actors. This is their normal. This is what they do for a living, whether it's on critical role or not. And on top of all of that, 
these players have experience. They played for years before they even started live streaming it. And some of them played for a lot longer than just that. The Mercer effect becomes problematic when these factors are not taken into consideration. The cast of Critical Role all have put in a huge amount of work in skills that they can then bring to the table. And the greatest problem with the Mercer effect is that people are not taking that work into consideration. Now, that's not me saying what? that Critical Role is terrible. Sorry. This is another gripe. <laughs> it's, just, okay. it's not with what he said. It's what he's been doing with his editing. <laughs> oh, okay. This, oh, the hard cuts? This, well, it's not just the hard cuts. The hard cuts are fine, right? A lot of people do that. That's fine. It's the zooms. The small, subtle zooms that are not subtle. They're just distracting. <laughs> like, why are you zooming, man? I'm sorry. I'm just... You just... <laughs> Why are you zooming in so slightly that it's not it's negligible, man? You don't need to sorry, okay. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for the nose ring to fill the screen. Oh, <laughs> Alright, let's let's bring this back a little bit here. No, that's yeah. not me. No no no. Bring it back. Okay. There we go. I've put in a huge amount of work in skills <laughs> that they can then bring to the table. And the greatest problem with the Mercer effect is that people are not taking that work into consideration. Now, that's not me saying that Critical Role is terrible or anything like that. I love Critical Role, and the Mercer effect has had a kind of different effect on me and my game. If anything, it, it has given me both a goal to work towards and also shown mm -hmm. me how different two games can be and how special in their own right. Well, I've been Rob, the resident DM here at the D20 Speakeasy. That has been the Mercer Effect explained in the most Are there brief even speakeasies in d, &D? I have that dice set. I have that be. dice set. I have both of those dice. <laughs> nice. Like the dragon one and that yeah, black yeah, yeah. and copper one. Yep, yep. Yeah. I've seen that black and copper one a lot. I, I've like seen them. Day. I don't have either. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a fine video, except for the, yeah. you know, the occasional zooms that mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. It's yeah. fine. It's just a great for yeah. me. Um, go uh, subscribe you. to this thank guy you, if you can. Yeah, yes. thank, thank you so much yes. for your video. Really we totally appreciate. asked you for it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, yes. man. This is fair use. Get get fucked, man. Yeah, fair use. yeah it's true. <laughs> we're, we're not making money off of this shit. <laughs> no, but it's also fair. It would be fair use if we were. To be fair, as yeah, well. That's true. Um, responding to videos is totally fair use. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah. thank you for being a, um, a gateway into our discussion. Mm -hmm. I think he makes uh, some excellent points. Um, especially myself, I've definitely seen Matt Mercer as like a goal to um, to like a, I don't quite want to say like a paradigm because that implies that yeah. all campaigns should be like his and they shouldn't yeah yeah i know uh you you should put in the work for your players uh in order to involve them but mm. you shouldn't be working with uh such a feverish or frankly at times unhealthy rate like matt does <laughs> it's um, true. I can I can I can call him Matt because you know he's my he's my friend IRL. Yeah, absolutely. Uh don't at me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um and the schedules that they these guys work around in order to make their games work is insane. Yeah. Um it's true. 
I have I've had like three or four weeks go by in between sessions in my campaign just because life happens or people are sick or mm -hmm, sometimes mm -hmm. I've been guilty of just messaging the group and saying, guys, I'm sorry. Like I, I didn't sleep too well last night. I'm not in a good headspace totally. to be able to finally DM. Yeah. Sorry. Whereas Critical Role is essentially like if we ignore the fact that all games should be um, if we ignore the fact that all games should be different in their own right, Critical mm -hmm. Role and its players are pretty much top of the food chain. They're all oh, yeah. Yeah. excellent. I would, I would excellent so. DM. Beautiful world building. Really good player characters. Really good uh, actual... I mean, um, real good players. Really good mm -hmm. player characters. Everything is amazing. And you can't match it. They've had a lot of time... Like has been stated, exactly. they've had a lot of time yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah, exactly. Right. They're all experienced D&D players. They're all experienced and voice actors and friends, yes. <laughs> and they're very, very, very good at it. And no new DM or player should expect to have to be on their level. Right. Mm -hmm. Or um, others. And, yeah. yeah, like expecting a campaign to go as well as like a broadcasted campaign because th th this is for all intents and purposes it can be thought of as like a tv show exactly yes. and yeah. ex expecting your dm to be like on the standards of matt mercer is like you know like y you meet a girl they're not like porn actress hot you right. meet a dm they're not matt mercer level ex or pop, exactly. and <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Except, except for Matt Mercer, because he could be. I mean, what? Yeah. Um, he's a good-looking guy. He's a very handsome fellow. I'm jealous. <laughs> it's it's yeah, no, so I was shocking say too, to me hair. that he has... Yeah, it is so shocking to me that he has body dysmorphia. But, I mean, hey. Oh. Wait, what? Um, Yeah, he has body dysmorphia. He's been actually fairly open about it. Uh, I'm That's... dumb. What's body dysmorphia? Body dysmorphia is when you see yourself as being incredibly ugly, even if, yeah. like, you're good-looking. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, Matt is... And I call him Matt because he's my friend. Um, <laughs> Let's be uh, honest. I'm pretty sure all DMs are friends. Yeah. We, he's America's sweetheart, Matt Mercer, <laughs> to be fair. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, super self-conscious about his body and uh, stuff like that, and it's... Mm -hmm. You know, to people who like have even glancingly seen him, are like, dude, that's stupid. Dude, um, you hot. Yeah, <laughs> and it's one of those things where because it's a mental thing, no matter like if people yeah. tell you that or whatever, you will still always see yourself that way. Yeah, yeah totally. I've had issues with with things like that. Oh yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, let's see. Yeah, th uh, the other thing that I wanted to, to mention is that I don't remember where this was from, but I remember hearing about this from a video or something along the lines of um, the Mercer effect also causing some players to um, be the cast in the sense of playing the exact oh. same characters. Oh. Now, the same characters in name and likeness? Or the same I'm not entirely sure. It might be that way. I'm not entirely sure. God, that would be weird. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I, and... I, I don't know. I, I remember hearing about this. I don't remember where I heard it or the exact, like, Warning. actual stuff. Yeah. But yeah. that's weird. Yeah. Um, no. I've, I... I've done something sort of kind of similar with, um, uh, you guys know this character, but I had a yes. portal monk named Mach. Yes. Or full name is Machiavelli Demetrius D'Artagnan, uh, Oisipi D'Angelo the Fourth. Yes. Uh, and he was obsessed with tea. Uh, in fact, he grew uh, plants on his uh, tortoise shell back. Because he uh, that he would then yes yes yeah uh, that he would then brew into teas, and he was really good at it. And I drew the whole inspiration of loving tea and being really like chilled out and wanting to make friends with everyone and just have a good cup of tea, um, partially off of uh, Taliesin Jaffe's uh, character, whose name I am forgetting. Uh, it, was, it was his uh, his yeah, second character. Yes. After um, fucking oh god, why my brain is not helping me right now? <laughs> is the he's the furbolg? Oh. He's got the hair. He's yes. a grave cleric. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> well, I imagine but, any fans yes. of crit roll know who you're talking about. Yes. Yes, the the Venn diagram knows. Exactly. Um Yeah. Uh, Caduceus was, Clay, my brain just Caduceus. remembers. Sorry. <laughs> uh thank you. Um Mach was, about to was look somewhat based off of uh Caduceus in the whole like tea loving aspect but as you guys know mock is an entity unto himself yes yeah no it's fine to have inspiration and to draw yes. that from and have it inspire your character and and become a part of it but it it, mm-hmm. it becomes your own character at some point right yeah yes i would hope <laughs> you put a piece of you put a piece of your soul into the character that's like i okay so i'm i'm going to do a hot take here um mm-hmm. you know all those videos that are like make Goku in D and D make uh-huh. Iron uh-huh. Man in. I hate them. Yeah, no, yeah, I no, hate them. Dumb. I hate. I haven't watched a single one, and maybe we should at some point. But like, it's I... not. It's not your character. Like, I get it. You want it to be that character, but it's not your character, man. Like, I get. I get the idea of like using that as your base to make it like that character and have a different personality and shit. But I also just don't. I just don't like that <laughs> uh i find them interesting from uh the same perspective as i find speedruns interesting is okay. i view it as a challenge of using game systems and game mechanics to achieve a desired non-traditional goal okay fair enough um but i've only ever seen like a couple of them because most of the time i'm like i don't care yeah, exactly. It's, nothing it's like against, the same thing against that channel. They do good work, and they're really oh, clever sure. in how they achieve stuff. I don't know which channel but, it is. I thought there was more than one, but I don't know. Oh, there's 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 a bunch. The, it's okay, cool. The, the <laughs> ambiguous channel. Yes, I understand. Um, the royal channel. <laughs> yes, like you can make Geralt if you want. Mm. Um, you can make whatever character you want and insert it if you don't feel necessarily comfortable uh role playing um but like yeah. overall i feel it's best to make your own character like even if it's like your first 
and even if you have to play it as like a self insert and you're not quite comfortable with like yeah. uh making a fully fleshed character that's completely different from you and knowing how to put yourself in that character's mindset totally that's fine yeah, because like... it will give you that practice but i think sort of cowarding out and playing iron man in a yeah. fantasy settings i just I, like yeah i don't also know also unfair to yeah, yes. totally. And I also even have that problem where I have a hard time uh I have a hard time role playing a character depending on the kind of character that it's that I'm playing as. Um if I basically like if I'm a human, if I'm like a chaotic good or neutral good human, I'm mm -hmm. basically just going to play myself. But honestly, it's more of a mental hang up for me. Mm -hmm. because um without going into too much detail i had a rather traumatic experience as a child mm -hmm. where uh, i was humiliated in front of many 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 people and by many i mean like over 100 people oh sure yeah and this was when i was like i want to say like nine years old oh yeah that'll fuck you and it was such a bad oh, experience yeah. that it traumatized me even to this day where yeah, yeah, I cannot literally underline bold but caps lock <laughs> cannot handle being ashamed or made fun of or humiliated in front of people. Nobody. So uh, yeah, if yeah. that happens, I immediately go on the defensive mm -hmm. and it's it's not good. However, mm. with D and D, it's a different, it's slightly different. Mm -hmm. Where uh, there was a time in the Call of Cthulhu campaign, I'm sure you guys probably remember it, where uh, one of our other friends, his name is Brogan, mm -hmm. he was playing as a guy named Sylvester Quill. And I forget if he had lost his wife or if she was just sick or something, but he was off in another town and he was the flirtatious type. And yes. I don't have a problem with 40 characters. That's not like an issue. It's like, oh, well, you're a married man. You shouldn't be flirting. It wasn't that. <laughs> um, it was just that I just didn't feel comfortable because he was a guy. In the game, he was a guy. So I didn't feel comfortable reciprocating flirting, pretending to be a girl. Sure. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. one, feels weird. Two, because I only play with my close friends, uh, you guys' opinion matters to me. And so if I feel like I'm making a fool of myself in front of you guys, I'm going to feel like, oh, they think I'm an idiot. They they think that was stupid. Right. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And so I immediately shy away from that. And like, I, I just, I can't do it. And so I have a really hard time, even now, playing characters that aren't just self-inserts However, I've tried to overcome that just by making my characters intelligent, where, like, oh, there's a hole over there, but there's something shiny in the middle of it. You want to just jump down? No, no, it's fucking, like, get a rock and a grappling hook and a rope totally. and climb down there safely. So you yeah. do it intelligently. And so I try to make the characters come to life just via putting myself in their shoes in a very... Uh, uh, just putting myself in their shoes and thinking I am this character and this character is me. Yeah. I don't want anything to happen to this mm. character slash me. So I'm going to, I'm going to think as if I'm them. 
So I don't know if that's a bad way to play or a good way to play, but that's just no. how I play. Okay, so the, absolutely that's a great way to play because I, I've i maintained for a while that um, role-playing helps with that kind of thing, with kind of dealing with the the world, with life, really. You get, mm. to, you get to act in a way that isn't you, but you can explore these different things that are you in a way that's safe, in a way mm. that's like entirely you control as well as you don't at the same time so like you can figure it all out it's it's incredibly therapeutic and incredibly useful to help um uh overcome like difficulties honestly mm. um so yeah i think you think yeah. you're fine <laughs> and that yeah and I, th I think that's also sort of tying back into the matt mercer effect i think that's why people saying no you're role playing wrong or no you're doing this wrong mm. um can fuck right the hell off yeah yeah totally um because role playing is something that is intrinsically unique to every person mm -hmm. um no actually no because exceptions do exist because there are people who are like oh this is what my character would do and who really well, experience with everyone else or yeah. are like super cringy um there's, there's a balance of this is what my character yeah. can do and or would do and you know actually yeah. not being an asshole <laughs> yeah and and that's sort of one of the things where as a dm um if someone is like uh if someone wants to flirt with the barkeep well unluckily for you you're the barkeep and you've got to try to tread that line of where everyone is still comfortable Mm -hmm. um yeah and that that's a huge mix on the scale of do you want this to be straight dice rolls do you want to be this like in person like conversation uh yeah. do you want to have the conversation do things like affect dice rolls with bonuses mm -hmm. or advantage or disadvantage um that's what i personally do mm -hmm. um they can have a five minute conversation condensed down to like maybe three sentences each and then with dice rolls sure um, do it. and when you have a character like my druid who wants to fuck anything on two or four or six legs <laughs> um <laughs> that's a system that's coming a lot uh coming very handy for me wait a minute yeah. what what in elder scrolls has six legs uh eschaters Oh Jesus! Okay, I was hoping. Not, I was hoping you weren't going to have one. an answer to that. <laughs> he, he, to be to be clear, he's never fucked one yet. Um, well, but he wants to. Hasn't mentioned it yet. I'm it's, just saying is... he's gone from two to four. It's only a matter of time before <laughs> the he's logical progression here. Come on, it's, it's just yeah. interspecies reviewer. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I want to see that. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, uh, personally, I, I haven't had, um, much in the way of relationships that have happened too much in the games that I've been running. Um, I had one where, um, one of my players went on a date, um, with, uh, a, just a, a girl in the, in the town that they were in, which was fine. Um, I didn't really know what I was supposed to do, to be fair, so I just was like, I don't know, she's shy, I guess we'll go with the shy aspect. Uh, which, yeah. it worked out fine, because, I mean, it was just the way it was. Um, I personally don't have too much of a problem with it, um, because 
I'm at the point where my mindset is this isn't me, this is the character, right? Hmm. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm at that point, which is nice for me at least. Um oh that thing's horrible. Oh god. What the Why would fuck? you want to fuck that? Because <laughs> you're, you're Aiden's fucked up druid. That's why. it's true. It's true. It's true. Here, let me let me just give that for the, the video. <laughs> that is an eschater. Uh, think of it as like a mix between a goat and, or sorry, a mountain goat and a moose. They're used as pack animals and are typically fairly surly. And did, are um, those like bug legs? Yeah, they uh, no, they're bones. Oh, oh they're bones. Think, like, think of them like aggressive hooves. Okay. Um, my the campaign that I've been running is an Elder Scrolls campaign. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I I don't know. Um. Well, are you are you guys prepared to listen to some dude say words? <laughs> yes. Okay. Isn't that spent, what we've been doing the whole doing time? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, this is literally just like I, I don't remember exactly why. I just I Okay, so yeah. let me just this video is brought to us by Saber XT. Um Saber XT Oh. Is a very small channel. Yeah, I don't know. It, so he apparently has this like little video series that's like D and D is fake, um, which I don't. I mean, yes, yes, you're right. Um, it is true. It, I'm it is. I'm beginning to see why he maybe has a small channel. Uh, yeah, he also has a very oh, uh, very small channel. Sorry, I'm just kidding. Um, this video only has 138 views, but I feel like it, you know, needs to be needs to be seen by the public. Um, or at least Actually, us. I, I, sh- I should, I should edit my statement. If he's one of these people who says that um, crit roll is all scripted, then I'll say no. He to see why as a small channel. He thankfully doesn't say that. He's just oh thank he, god. He's just strange in a way. Um, so okay. let's let's well, let's get this let's, let's get this yeah. going here. Let's give him some time to say his points. The Matt Mercer effect. The Matt Mercer effect refers to DMs that are upset at players of D&D, especially new players, who come into the game with high expectations and are disappointed that the game doesn't meet them. The name comes from the YouTuber Matt Mercer, who puts on a YouTube show where he plays D&D, not a but it's apparently a big spectacle and not typical of D&D gameplay. If all of this sounds familiar, that's because I was complaining about this stuff back in 2017. Apparently. But the term Mercer effect... <laughs> and and did you notice that... And according to <laughs> Urban... Oh. <laughs> I was complaining about it in 2016, or 2017, and that video still only had 200 views. They... <laughs> yeah, it's true. Anyway. It's true. But, like, okay. My, th- let... my thought was, like, and how your channel has evolved. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be fair. He's, like, YouTuber. Mm. No, he's a professional no. voice actor. Uh, he does have a YouTube channel, to be fair, but that's for all of his demo reels. Yes. Um, oh, okay. uh, I know, that was just funny. That, look at that, that handsome beast, though. I know, I know, I know, right? He's, he's, <sighs> a, he's a good-looking guy. And also, um, mm. uh, yeah, it's apparently a YouTube show, which um, it, it's a Twitch show, actually, that yeah, gets put yeah. onto YouTube. Yeah. So There's the research art. here... 
you can you can see the research here was heavy, to yeah. say the least. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> this reeks of I have an assignment the next day. Let's mm-hmm. crack open a Red Bull and do it now. Mm-hmm. A few days ago, and according to Urban Dictionary. Oh. Okay, let's see what this Urban Dictionary thing is. We've got Matt Mercer is the dungeon master of the popular Dungeons and Dragons show Critical Role. The Mercer effect is what people call it when fans of the show get into D&D carrying the expectation that their sessions should be at least as good or similar to what they've seen in the show. Not mm-hmm. keeping in mind that the players seen on Critical Role have years of experience in both D&D and acting. Mm-hmm. I hosted That's... a session with some first timers the other night. They wouldn't stop talking about Critical Role and how we should try to play our game more like that. Yeah, that's the Mercer effect all right. That's uh, that's a fairly yeah, good. Fairly yeah, that's a very good description of what it is. Surprisingly enough, Urban Dictionary, you've done it again. <laughs> hey man, I've made a couple entries onto Urban. I remember. Yeah, what was the one that we yeah, made? Yeah, you do. Oh god, what was it? Uh, it was uh the Route sixty seven, I believe. Right. <laughs> Have fun, kids. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Here we go. <laughs> Please. April no. of two thousand and nineteen. If you've ever watched my rant videos, then you've probably already guessed my stance on it. And my stance is fairly simple. If you don't want players having outrageous expectations, don't hype the game as this absolutely amazing thing that's absolutely incredible and the best thing ever. Oh my god, so amazing. Okay, but, like, why not? Yeah, do you not want your players to be enthusiastic? Also, it kind of is, like, one of the best things ever. <laughs> like, yeah, it... Okay, so yeah. to be fair, a lot of people don't like the system, and I un- I understand that. That's fine. There are some things that I don't like about the system as well, and I think should be changed. But it does not detract from the fact that the role play experience that you can have, the experience that you can have with D and D, is fucking phenomenal and one of the easiest things to get into. Yeah, there is a reason why Fifth Edition is so fucking easy to get into. They dumbed it down to such a point. That anyone, yeah. Oh, yeah. even your fucking two-year-old over there who can barely say mama, uh, well, they, they have a little bit of a learning problem, so that's fine. But, you know, <laughs> it's all right. But they can fucking know, they know how to do D&D, right? <laughs> throw these, throw these weird shaped rocks around. Yeah, you did it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you don't even no, need no, to do that. You can look at your mouth. Yeah, right. You don't even need, but like the thing is with D and D, you don't even need the dice. Yeah. You could literally just tell a story with your kid, right? Yeah, you, and it, ask them what they do. Yeah, and it's so simple. It's it's phenomenal. Just fucking say it's the greatest thing ever and get your players involved. Yeah. Fucking idiot. <laughs> DMs can blame Matt Mercer all they want, but I personally have never watched his videos. I might have watched some of his DM advice Clearly. videos, but I've never watched him actually playing a game. So that can rule me out at least. So, but- so wait, sorry. So you've never watched one of his videos, and yet you've said that you might have watched one of his videos? What? And he also <laughs> says that it makes sense to me. <laughs> I, want, I want to go back like a couple seconds. Yeah, rewind it. Rewind about it. That. You, I think you both can rewind, so take it, take it back a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a... Oh, I think you have to set it to play. Uh, No, you should but be able to click and Thanks for making the point that oh, PDM DM advises, but I've never watched him actually playing a game. So that can rule me out, at least. But... Uh... 
So he's, if I get this correct, it sounds like he's saying he's never watched Matt Mercer play as such he can't have an opinion on Matt Mercer. So he's, he's going to, um, he's going to, um, contradict himself in a, in a bit here. Yeah. Just oh. A bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, in a, in a bit. In a little bit here. Okay. okay. Hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. I mean, I mean, to yeah. be fair, this whole video so far has been very succinct. All right, he's been making great points. <laughs> it's a good rant. It's a good rant. Thanks for making the point that people who do play D and D on stream and on YouTube are actually doing a show that is in no way related to actually playing D and D. In my case, the high expectations didn't come from. Sorry. Okay. So, he says it's in no way like D&D. &D. Mm -hmm. If you watch something that streams or a video on YouTube, it's no way like D&D. &D. In no way whatsoever. No way. No, it's not possible. In, in no this, way. This podcast is not about D&D. &D. No. It's nothing like D&D &D whatsoever. Yeah. At all. Like... Like, you know when you just make something and you just say things to a camera and you don't think about it and you don't watch it after and then you just post it? Yeah. No, I was going to say I don't because I usually watch it afterwards. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I know the feeling. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> but it's like, okay, all right. Well, yeah, he's, he's doing really well. Let's, let's hear him out some more. In my case, the high expectations didn't come from watching a YouTuber. It came from veterans of the game, or people who claim to be, waxing nostalgic about the good old days, some of the adventures they went on, how they would give almost anything for one more go around the table, and swapping hilarious stories, which would later turn out were pulled from 4chan and Reddit. But it's kind of like my experience with classic PC games like MechWarrior. <laughs> where I would hear over and over again how these games were flawless masterpieces that could never be matched, rich in tactical combat and lore, and then I went back and actually were decent, but not this life-changing event that I was expecting them to be. At that point, the goalposts instantly shifted from all of these games are classics to actually only two of them are any good. Okay. I don't suppose you've ever had fun doing anything in the moment, have you? Uh, yeah, I... Okay, <laughs> so... Let's... Let's... So... <sighs> I think that was valid. I don't, I don't think it's relevant, but I don't it's valid. Think, I don't think it's as valid as he says, though. Because some do tout that MechWarrior 2 is the best mech game of its kind... Because of the fact that it's so complex that you can get so good at it that you could do, like, this crazy stuff because you have to be so good at it, right? Um, mm -hmm. the, the, the way that MechWarrior, as far as I'm, I'm aware, I'm thinking that this is the same, I'm pretty sure this is the same thing, is, um, is that it is complex as fuck, MechWarrior 2. Complex mm -hmm. as fuck to the point of absurdity, Right? Which, I mean, could detract people. Absolutely. And it sure does. Um, but those people who do play it, who do really like that, there is nothing as complex as that. So really, is that not valid? 
like, that it could never be as good as that again? It hasn't been as good as that again? Not that yeah, it can sure. never I mean, be. If well, that's what you're after, certainly. Because we do live in a time where basically every single thing is getting dumbed down more and more and more and true. more. So that more people will get into it and buy it and make more money, etc., yeah. etc. I, I personally prefer 3.5 over 5. I agree. But I understand that uh, for most players, 5 is way more friendly. Yeah. This is why I want to make a fucking 3.55 hybrid like mm, amalgamation. Yeah. Like, dude, we have so like, much to talk about. Only, I have so many things. If, uh. only, if only there was like a fourth edition. No. Wouldn't what? it be great if there were a fourth edition? Dude. You don't no. count right. There's one, two, <laughs> three, three point five, and then and five. Then five. <laughs> yeah. Come on, yeah. that's how you count. The, the yeah. only thing the fourth edition is good for now, really, is the monster manuals because they have some unique monsters in there. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's yeah, about it. You can but then again, that's updated. from every edition. That hardly even matters. It's true. I don't know, man. But I, I think I think what he's the point he's making though is that. The Mercer effect, as it's currently known, is not the the original definition of it, and that the original definition of it used to be people who played classic games who, in newer editions, can't get uh, that same feeling off, uh, and hoping to play a game as DM'd by like someone as good as Matt Mercer, who... Um, and they they just can't find a DM to play as well as them. I yeah, think. the 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 problem is he's very he's not very good at making his point. Yeah, right. Like I I let's go drag it back a bit. Let's try to let's try yeah, to decipher this point. Let's let's give him a solid like forty seconds. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's bring it back to like there. One more go. Around the table and swapping hilarious stuff no, and swapping no, even, it even came from yeah. veterans. Uh, 115. 115. Okay. Yeah, let's try 115. <laughs> but I've never watched him actually playing a game, so that can rule me out at least. But thanks for making the point that people who do play D&D on stream and on YouTube are actually doing a show that is in no way related to actually playing D&D. No. In my case, the high expectations didn't come from watching a YouTuber. It came from veterans of the game or people who claim to be waxing nostalgic about the good old days some of the adventures they went on how they would give almost anything for one more go around the table and swapping hilarious stories which would later turn out were pulled from 4chan and reddit but it's kind of like my experience with classic pc games okay, wait, like wait, 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 wait. okay so let's break down that first point because that's that's its thing right mm. so you've got veterans i can't, I, I can't understand you can't understand him? <laughs> I can't understand what he's trying to say. Yeah, right? it, sounds like, it sounds like he's just saying he never had the Mercer effect happen to him. But, the but he had it happen to him really in the olden days. and like, well, no, no, yeah. What he's saying is that he's listened to would self-proclaimed veterans or would-be veterans, which I don't know what that means. Like, how yeah. how can they not be a veteran of the system if they grew up playing it or whatever? Like yeah. I don't I don't know what you mean there. Um, maybe you 
found out that they didn't play until like a week ago, but you don't say that, so I don't I don't know what you what you mean. So yeah, he's I like, think that's what he's saying with the whole 4chan thing is people acting like they've been playing forever and trying to act like all cool, but they've sure. actually just stolen stories. It could it could very well be that that is the case, but I'm sure that some things can match up. I'm sure that you can, like... And the thing is... The other thing is that he doesn't give any examples. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I don't... I can't just go off your word, dude. I'm sorry. I just... I need some sort of reference. Right? Like, I... I, I get that that's not really possible in this context. Because you probably aren't friends with those people anymore. And they <laughs> they don't want to talk to you. I don't know. Um, the ones, I, yes, the ones that exist. Yeah, exactly. Like... Okay, so would-be veterans that are laughing and wanting to play again and saying that the game is great, mm -hmm. if they're spouting this, that raised your expectations very high, which you, uh, and from what I can understand, you don't like d and do, do you even like D&D? Yeah, right? like, it's, it's no, weird. No, 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 he clearly likes D&D, I think. <laughs> um <laughs> I no what I think he's trying to say and granted I try not to make a habit of watching videos where I have to try to parse out the meaning but um you should. I think what he's trying <laughs> what I think he's trying to say is that um yeah he's never experienced the Mercer effect but he has uh noticed and felt an urge to like and a yearning for like the good old days yeah um and that you can't get that with dms now so people are holding unreal expectations of dms so and that people are doing similar things with the matt mercer effect that that can be true for people that have played back then sure that that makes sense like yeah. veterans not yeah. Not liking the new system and and waxing poetic about I, how good the old system was. Yeah, sure. I absolutely miss character customization in three point five. I do mm -hmm. too. I really do. I miss having skills be unique. Skill points. I fucking miss. Yeah. Oh, we get it. We we're gonna have a whole thing about that. Oh, believe me, we're gonna fucking talk I, so much I about that. Oh. I miss thought checks. I do too. I miss a lot of things. All right. So, um, but. <laughs> Not getting into that too too hard yet. Um, like I I get I get that sure, but so I what what are you what are you saying, sir? Like why do you do are you so you've not experienced the effect, but yet you've experienced the effect in a different way. So are you trying to point out that it does it exists as like. A thing without Matt Mercer. Is that what you're trying to point out? Because I can understand. What I think, what I think he is saying indirectly is that mm -hmm. he has no experience with anything like this, mm -hmm. but he's going to make a video about it anyway. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's okay. what that's what he's saying here. I see. I see. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's let's move on to the Mech Warrior point with old <laughs> PC games and how they're terrible. Yeah, I will bow out of this because. I've not played any of the old Mech Warrior games. Me either, but from what and I've I, heard, I, unlike some people I know, how to bow out when I'm 
my opinion's not relevant. <laughs> what do you mean? This guy is having a great opinion. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we have the right opinion here. Oh, that's true, that's true. <laughs> Mech Warrior. Where I would hear over and over again how these games were flawless masterpieces that could never be matched. Rich tactical combat and lore. And then I went back and actually played them. And the games were decent, but not this life-changing event that I was expecting them to be. At that point, the goalposts instantly shifted from all of these games are classics to actually... So, I just want to mention quickly, mm-hmm. and I'm going to totally like go back on my whole bowing out thing at now, I guess. Yeah. But, um, he mentions uh, he's heard veterans of Mech Warrior wax profane about how great Mech Warrior 2 was. Mm-hmm. And he says, and then I went back and actually played it, and I did not have a life changing event. Yeah. So, does that mean, much like the would be veterans of his own analogy, He's not actually played any of the old ones, but was discussing it with people who did? I don't know. This is my problem. And as as, as such, he doesn't like it? I don't know. Tying into him not liking D&D? Like, that's all I can assume, right? Has he even played? I assume he's played. I mean, I assume. Okay, we can make the assumption I, that he's played. I want, I want. I want to assume he's played because he makes videos about it. But well, clearly, <laughs> he's willing to make videos about stuff he doesn't have experience with. He, so he, like, all bets are off. I, I. Okay. So, again, he also said that it had really good tactical combat and lore. Uh, does it not have really good lore? Is that is that part of this? Like. I understand. Sure, it didn't change your life. I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. I've never done a deep dive on the lore of Mech Warrior. Oh, you mean either online? I. But I I have no idea, and I don't care. I don't think there's deep lore. I'm sure there's some lore if you really want it, right? If you're willing to look for it, there's got to be a couple pamphlets. (laughs) (laughs) But like, come on, man. I understand it wasn't life-changing for you, but also, how old are you? Right? Yeah. Like, what is your and experience has he played, here? Like, later Mech Warrior games? Exactly. Give me, give me context so I can judge how this could be the case. I assume you've played newer games and you were like, wow, this is really good, and then you go back to this and you're like, it looks shitty and also it's hard to control. Like, that's, that's my impression yeah. at this point. I don't know. Anyway, let's get away from Mech Warrior. <laughs> yep. Only two of them are any good. One commenter argued that it was stupid to have high expectations of the game because that would be the equivalent of being disappointed that Link's deodorant doesn't make supermodels chase you down the street. But I think that's a bad comparison. I think a better comparison would be a bullshot trailer. A bullshot, for those unfamiliar, is when a game trailer or screenshots will show this amazing game, but the actual finished game looks nothing like the game in the screenshots. Usually okay. the trailers look way better than what the finished game ends up looking like. And- Moving from that what? into this week's sponsorship, have you all played Raid Shadow Legends? <laughs> Get out of here! You really shut the fuck up! <laughs> you shut your Very fucking mouth! Fantastic game! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I do. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um. <laughs> 
Well, you've just killed our sponsorship deal, man. Like, Fuck. now they'll Damn never it. sponsor I us. was talking. I said it was good. It's, oh. it's all right. I'll have a sponsorship from, like, Squarespace. Or Skillshare, dude. Skillshare, yeah. Hello, fresh. Or NordVPN. Mm, NordVPN. <laughs> Blue Apron. Uh. Anyway, no. Okay, so let's let's. He's so. First off, the 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 comparison with body oh. odor, body deodorant that draws women. Sure, false equivalency. That's a whatever. Who cares, right? Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. that doesn't matter. Secondly, we have these trailers that look nothing like the game. I'm sorry, sir, but I'm looking at a side-by-side comparison here, and I'm pretty sure that looks somewhat like the game. Am yeah, I wrong? Yeah, I'm, I'm 90% sure, The background sure is the only the thing game, that's different. A little bit. The game actually is the one on the right, I'm pretty sure. Sure. Um, he hasn't pointed it out. Right. <laughs> um... Yeah, like honestly, the the if if the one if the game is the one on the right, it looks better. <laughs> looks really good. Yeah, because like I like... played a decent, I played a decent amount of Dark Souls too. It was my first Dark Souls game, and like yeah. I'm pretty sure, like I've seen that ground texture, man. Sure. And um, like, okay. So then saying, also... it's... Oh, go on. Sorry. Go on. So. I think I've had an insight uh, into uh, disguised logic, insight? and that that was me having like that little brain blast oh. a, a bit ago. Okay. And I think what he's saying is that people are treating Critical Role as like the trailer for D and D, and as the holy grail of what D and D is advertised to be, okay. and people are comparing it to like the gameplay of Dark Souls Two. My God, he is really bad at wording this shit. If and you're giving you're yeah, you no, are basically I, making I the point to, for him. I had to write it down in a notepad because it's such <laughs> a, like a slippery concept uh, in train of thought yeah. that I had to write it down immediately. Otherwise, I would have lost it. I understand. Yeah. Um, but the problem with this is much like him not doing his homework and in saying that Matt Mercer is a YouTuber, yeah. he also did not do his homework in that he showed a still of the game as an inferior product when it just looks better. Exactly. Also, I'm pretty sure the one on the left is like taken at like 144p and the one on the right looks like I know. Maybe 480. I, again, I have no context for your examples, which just does not help your argument because I can't say, yeah, you're exactly right when one you're wrong this looks very similar i don't know what you're talking about secondly when you equate that what? to people watching critical role and saying that it's nothing like D, it's so much yeah. what, like what do you mean it's so much it like D. they, they use D&D. they use the mechanics they tell stories they have characters they progress they level up they I fight have... monsters like what do you mean no, guys, guys. I have I have seen D20s rolled a couple of times watching crit roll. I might have seen one. But but you know, I'm just saying, Alejo, you and I have more experience watching crit roll than he does. It's true. So <laughs> it's true. maybe he just doesn't know what a D&D game is. Maybe that's it. Dude, I am starting to question. Jesus Christ. Okay, play the video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this God. is what it's like with RPGs. The promise of deep tactical combat, clever players, and role-playing where you really get into character. He can! 
win! The promise oh of clever players. Never so, have I heard of it. No. <laughs> it's, it's very, that's very, the, absolutely. There is no promise of clever, clever There's never players. a promise of it, but they can exist. All uh. of this can exist. What do you All mean? All of this we have, video, we have video proof of it existing. Like, it comes out every Thursday. And like, oh I, shit! It doesn't. It doesn't matter whether or not he hasn't seen this. It's out there. You can. You could literally go down the street to your local uh, game shop, go talk to the owner, and be like, "How's your game?" And they're like, "It's great." Yeah. You could get yeah. an example, right? Like, I don't. Eh. Actually, doesn't really exist. In oh practice, my. combat is kind of slow, boring, and not very tactical. I think we're done with this video from no. that line alone. No, 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 no. I need... Okay. Can we just let him power through the remaining 59 seconds? Sure. Okay, I'm just getting so angry. <laughs> okay. The it's, it's like eating the bad part of a parfait. And slapstick comedy. If you repeatedly promise the former, but then give the players the latter, then I think they've got every right to be disappointed. So is the Matt Mercer effect really a thing? It could be, I'm not ruling it out. I haven't watched the videos, I skimmed one just for the sake of this video. Look right there! I don't see what it is that's happening that wouldn't really happen in a game of D&D. said he's never watched one. I don't one. think people are really expecting to have this moody set with music and candles and all of that stuff. And... I think Nobody most people that. will look at that and say, yeah, it's obviously not going to have that. But if you're referring Nobody to actually that. playing the game, then again, that's on the DMs. If you promise like an action adventure game and then give them like boring fan fiction, that's on Wait. you. Yeah, no shit. Who said, who's, who has ever said that? D&D. Okay. D&D is what you make it. This so, just in. I don't know. Who, who, oh, who is, whoever has said D and D is like a movie set with candles, and it should be like with candles and music and all that stuff. I say that all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, boot. Yeah, time for you to leave, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh no, but God. like, I don't. This. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what was okay? So here's a question. Here's yeah. a legit question. Yeah. Why did we bother watching this? <laughs> I just. I. I just, I needed to see, and I need to show you. So you didn't think you were hallucinating it? Yes. And Jeez, also just gosh. the other side, man. People like this exist. Hey again. Thank you for listening to the first part of episode one of Table Talk. Uh, the second part is going to be up shortly, if it isn't up already, and you can continue to watch our discussion and conversation there. So, uh, if you like the episode please consider leaving a uh review or a what do you do around here <laughs> you know do the things that you're supposed to do to make sure that people know that you like a thing uh and tell other people about our podcast and uh yeah we'll see you in the next one